Danny Wright. We are Color Scheme. The most dynamic mother and son pair. Talking on topics like entrepreneurship, personal development, being your personal best, navigating corporate America, you name it. We got you. So join us, listen to these episodes. We got something for everybody. This is the best podcast out. If you listen to it, you will win. Color we are Scheme. Back. We're back. <laughs> Color Scheme. I don't know what episode we're at now, but we are live. And going well, we are weeks, yeah. months still into the We're pandemic. We're in it. We are in it. We going. This is you know. This is the perfect way to open. We can just keep opening and talking about the pandemic because it's, it's yeah, relevant. it's still hot. It's relevant. It's happening. We're it's in it. Relevant. Yeah. I think one of the one of the topics we talked about last time on one of our most recent episodes was uh, how there's how unemployment is shooting up. Right. 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 And when I think about unemployment shooting up, I also think about a lot more people becoming entrepreneurs right right like right. because if there's no and job market creative uh juices flow exactly yeah. right it, yeah. like with with no job market like right. people gotta right figure right. something out it's true it's true and you know it's interesting because now is the time that um you know some of those burning ideas that people have had for some time they're trying to figure out how to put them to use and um you know i think it's a it's a great time one because it'll generate it could potentially generate income yeah. But two, it kind of breaks the monotony of unrest that people already have yep. kind of had, where they, you know, they don't want to be in the jobs that they've been in for some time, and they want to, they want to seek their passions and really fulfill some of those things that they. And it's to also, do. it's also like, what do I have to lose? You know, right, I work, with, I work with right. students at Georgetown Business School all the time. You know, they have all these great ideas, yeah. um, and I haven't worked with like a lot of adults, you know, but people yeah. come to me asking me about about starting a business all the time, and I'm like. Oh. This is this is right. this is the the playbook or yeah. where you should start, right? And it's it always comes down to identifying your market, right? Mm-hmm. So often when we think about being an entrepreneur and starting new businesses, we always want to we we think our ideas are so great or the product or service yeah. we want to provide like it's needed. But what a lot of people don't realize is it's not what you want to sell someone; it's yeah. what someone's willing to buy. That's true. Right? So when you say identifying your market, I think about what problem what problem do you want to solve? Yeah. So, so it's, it's who would want to buy whatever it is that you want to sell and provide, but what actual problem do you want to solve? Like, what, how does it help people? How does it provide something that people don't have? How does it enhance something that they have already? Like, you have to not just, like you said, think about, oh, I have this cool thing that I like to do or this cool thing I want to do. How does it solve a problem? Like, you have to think about the business in it. What problem does it solve? So, and so, so often people are too nervous to ask questions, yeah. right? Like, you have to get out there and, and ask people, yep. is this something you would buy, yep. right? And, like, you start that by asking friends, asking mm-hmm. family members, people who are close to you. Like, I'm thinking about this idea. You have, but, yeah. like, that's literally the first step. Yep. Like, you got this idea. Now, now go see if people want it. Right. right, right. So when you think about you, so when you, you as an entrepreneur and starting uh, your business with your co-founders and other businesses that you've thought about, how did you think about that? Like, how did you, what was your steps that you took when you said, you know, I want to do this thing, how did you go about like, you well, know, it, seeing if people were interested? So when we first started our organization, we actually started the our consulting firm first. Right. So we didn't even start the nonprofit first. Like right now, like remember. the nonprofit is what is what gets all the attention. Right. But first, we were like, we're gonna start a consulting firm, and that's because when we met Frank, and he took us around, we met all these these successful people, and we were talking to them about you know problems in the communities that we, yeah. we come from. Again, going back to identifying problems, one of the things we realized is that there's so many organizations and corporations out there that don't know how to be in touch with the community. Right. And so we wanted to start an organization to say, hey, we're going to help you bridge that gap. And it's funny because even though that was four years ago, that is so applicable now as mm-hmm. we look at all of these yeah. uh, social movements, right? And yeah. like the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement and, and companies wanting to, you know, create racial equity right. and help, you know, create help. change. Yeah. But they still don't know how to they do it. They don't know how they to do it. They still don't know how to do it. And what's going to happen is you have you have all these large corporations that are going to be buying, well not buying, but paying, you know, these large PR firms and these large consulting firms to do some of the so work it's they like want to do. Services, yeah. And they right. still and they then they probably yeah. still don't even really know. Yep. And yep. so when it came down to us figuring out what we wanted to do, we identified that problem. We saw exactly. corporations and large companies aren't in touch with the community. Mm-hmm. We're from the community, we're Georgetown educated, yep. like we can, we can you help do you do it. that, yep. right? Yep. And so when people right now <clears throat> think about, you know, the pandemic and not having jobs, it really comes down to thinking about 
what do people want to buy or yeah. what service do they need? Like, yep. what do people need? Yep. And there's a lot of things that people need right now. Yeah. And unfortunately, it can't be the obvious ones, right? Like, when, when COVID first hit, everyone was about to start trying to sell masks. Yeah. But if we all trying to sell masks, yep. then like, a, lot, the, a lot of us aren't going to be... market gets saturated A lot that. of us are not going to be successful That's with that, right. right? That's right. And so, it's identifying your market. It's, you know, figuring out your MVP, which is your minimum viable product. Right. Right. And when people that 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 term is kind of confusing in a lot of ways, yeah. but minimum viable product means what is like the bare minimum, basic, you know, basic the most basic yeah. service you can provide. Yeah. And then being able to enhance and improve that. Right. Right. And right. so it's it's funny because we actually, you know, back in 2016, we won. Uh, Georgetown Startup Hoyas pitch competition. Yes. We won the MVP award, the Minimum Viral Product Award, uh, which was which was really which is really dope because there was a lot of great entrepreneurs and a lot of great businesses that were coming out. So, so some of the since you I know you work with a lot of um, young people that are starting businesses and have ideas. When we think about um, you know I think everybody kind of knows when when you have that spark and you have that concept. You know what it is that you want to sell. Mm -hmm. You may have to do a little work to identify the market and who would actually want to uh, buy your product or service. But but there's a, a number of impediments and kind of things that get them that kind of get in their way. What are some of the stuff, you know, some of the things that you see when you're advising entrepreneurs on how to take that first step? What are some of the things that, you know, uh, become hurdles for them that the, the biggest hurdle that I've seen is people creating barriers for themselves, Yeah. right? Like when you're first stepping into that entrepreneurial landscape, you're gonna have a lot of people, as you kind of try to figure out what your market is, there's gonna right. be a lot of people to say, eh, I don't know about that. Or right. hey, that's not gonna work, too. right? Like, yeah. And it's easy for you to get discouraged on your own because it's already a fearful process of trying to start a business. Yep. And so like, that's the first hurdle. Like if you really want to start a business, you gotta, you gotta it's a numbers game. You gotta yeah. talk to as many people as you can yep. and figure out if it's something that's gonna work and then you gotta continue to work on it. Daily, yeah. daily, daily, daily. And I know like for me, so I, you know, I've been working for companies for a long time, but one of the things that I wanted to do many, many years ago is I wanted to be a professor at a college. I wanted to be, I wanted to do it as an adjunct. I knew it wasn't my goal to be a tenured professor. I always wanted to kind of do it and, you know, kind of do it my way, do it when I wanted to, <laughs> to do, you know, if I wanted one class or two classes a semester, I wanted to kind of do it how I wanted at multiple schools and that kind of thing. And so I decided that I wanted to be an independent co consultant in that way. But what was kind of getting in my way along the, along the way was, you know, I still have this day job. I still have other responsibilities. When am I going to have the time? Oh, and oh, by the way, I don't have a PhD. They're not they're going to say, you know, you don't have a PhD. You're not going to be able to teach. And then after, after years of kind of sorting through that, I said, you know what? The time is now because I'm deciding that the time is now and yeah. I'm going to make the time and space to be able to do it. But if I keep wondering about whether or not they're going to hire me uh, without a PhD, then I'm never going to get hired <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't take this step, yeah. I'm never going to get hired. And lo and behold, you know, my, my years of experience, my uh, credentials that I had and certifications was enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I think in one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about doing enough and what enough means. Do not let yourself get discouraged. Like you said, you're going to have the naysayers, you're going to have the people that say, oh, I don't know about that. And, and sometimes it's good input because you can take that back and you can refine what your approach is and you can refine what you want to do. But you have to take the step. You have to say, you know what, I'm going to put myself out there and just try. And sometimes that means offering some services for free, yep. you know, at the onset just to kind of see what kind of reaction you're going to get. And for me, it was applying at a school. You know, I, was like, I said, let me start at, you know, where I got my, my graduate degree, which at the time was um, University of Maryland, University College. They've since rebranded to uh, UMGC Global Campus. But I applied there first because I said, let me, you know, they'll see I got my degree from this particular place. And here, you know, here's an added credential that I have. And I have these years of experience. Let me just take a shot. Hire me on the spot. Like I just went in and I talked to them and I said, here's when I can do it. Hire me on the spot. Wow. So I all I had that. to, yeah, you didn't know that because yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> that's how it happened. Like I literally went in. It was almost like I went in and he already knew he wanted to hire me because they had a need. They yeah. needed some additional professors with, you know, senior, uh, senior credentials and had been in cybersecurity for many years. And all I had to do was walk in and he just wanted to talk to me and, you know, kind of gauge my interest. And he's like, yeah, so we can staff you at the, ne the next, semester. next semester. We just have to put an agreement in place. So did you have to create like a syllabus first? No. 
All I had to do was, well, I came in, of course, as me and, and, and gave him some more insight on my, my credentials, but um, he provided me some information about the types of needs they had for the mm -hmm. particular classes. And I said, well, these four look good. You know, I'd love to teach either of these. And that's what, and it, comes, it, just that, but that's what it comes down to. It, it comes down to also doing your research and, and getting the background information you need yeah. to, to apply that. And when we look at, you know, any type of business, and specifically you see this with like apps, yeah. Right, like when someone's building an app, they always create like a beta version, yeah. like a small version, like a small sample size right, that you test, right. right? And that's the same thing when you're starting a new idea or product or providing a product or service, you start with a small sample size to yeah. kind of get feedback. You want customer feedback, right? Like you want your early adopters, like with any company yeah. that you're starting, to give you feedback so that you can refine, you can make it better. Yeah. And, you know, that apply, that's across the board. Yep. You know, that's yep. really and like you board. said, when you said, you know, talk to family and friends, you, you can start there and then you can even go beyond there and survey people, survey yeah. other people, you know, um, and you can send them out online. Yeah. You, you can do all person, kinds of, there are all kinds of ways to get feedback, and, yeah. you know, to find out needs. And that's what, um, a lot of organizations, I mean, organizations that have been out here for some time that are seasoned. They still do that. Yeah. You know, when they want to revamp their product line or they want to enhance their, their product offerings, they'll survey people. You know, how does this work for you? Does if we try it this way, will this how will this benefit you? They do things like that all the time. Don't forget the fact that whenever you 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 visit a place, a new hotel, um, when you buy a car, when you do any of these things in our everyday lives, always we get surveyed. Survey. Survey, exactly. Yeah. That's what the, don't get it twisted that those surveys are just because they want to enhance their customer experience. Or they want you to feel involved. It's because right. they want to know they, how to make it better. <laughs> exactly. They want to keep you they coming back. They use that to benefit themselves and the company so they can enhance their product offerings, so they can garner new business yep. and get new business. So it's all about marketing and it's all about their ability to enhance their services that they have. So. So I think it's a time to to really, you know, people have these creative juices flowing. They really need to take a chance and start that blog, you know, reach out to to someone about that product or that service that you're interested and in. And you see literally what just got to start. start. You just, just start it. You just got to start. You just have to start. And as you continue to go, you begin to build momentum. Yeah. Right. And you get better and you get better. And another prime example, I'm going to keep coming back to it, like with this podcast, right? Like right. we started like, oh, <laughs> let's try it out. Let's do a little pilot. Right. A pilot turned into another episode and then another yep. episode, yep. which turned into weekly meetings. Yep. We started turning into creating templates. Yep. We start, we turned into doing market us come, research, us having, micro content, you know, valid ideas right? and discussion topics and every week. it just really kind of exploding. Yep. And that's what, that's what a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people that haven't started businesses, they don't realize that you know, once you get started, your momentum just kind of picks up and it yeah. keeps growing. Yep. And it, it in a way, it re it invigorates you and you. But, and the other better. thing, even you know, turning it back into the podcast topic, someone would say oh, another podcast. I don't. I mean, the, the you know, there's a number of yep. podcasts out. Like, why would mine be different? Hey, mother and son, who has that? You know, who and has that to offer? Th what you just said though <laughs> is the is the prime the prime point. Like, how do you make something different? And you, right. Because there are right. tons of podcasts out yeah. there. Yeah. Right? And I'm, I'm thinking specifically, I'm, I'm, I'm helping one student uh, that wants to create a cafe, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she wants to have a cafe, but she wants to use, she wants it to be, like, organic foods, and um, <clears throat> she wants to have, like, a bookstore type of feel. Nice. And I'm like, okay. Like, there's ideas like yeah. that, you know? Look at, like, a busboy and poet. Right, right, right. Like, right. So I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea, but now you need to think about how do you make that How unique? do you make yours different? Like, how do you right. want your customers to feel? Yeah. Right? What do you want them to experience when they walk into your cafe? Yeah. Right? Like, yep. what do you want your customer service to look like, right? Like, when we think about fast food restaurants, like, in a way, Chick-fil-A kind of revolutionized that in a way because yeah. they, they set a bar so high. You yeah. know, when it comes to my pleasure, oh my thank goodness, you. the customer service, Not, right? Yeah, the customer service. They were <laughs> right. like, "This is the one thing yeah. we're going to be better than because everyone else." We know how we at. want people to feel. Yeah, when exactly. They come to this place, exactly. So. And so that's how you make your business yep. unique. And I remember I was, um, you know, I used to intern at Apco, and when I was there, uh, one of my supervisors, like one of my senior executive supervisors, she left. I met with her probably a couple months ago, well, somewhat last year. And I was talking to her about, you know, business and, and how to make your company special. And she, I forgot what book she was referencing, but she was saying that very often, like, you'll see the best companies 
focus on what they want to be good at and not what they're bad at, right? And she was, mm, I think she used the example of banks. Yeah. She was like, you know, some banks are going to say, I'm going to be really great at customer service and that's what my customers are going to like. Yep. Other banks yep. may be like, you know what, eh, we, we gonna, customer <laughs> service is okay. We'll be mediocre in customer service, but right. you'll get the best rates. You won't get overdraft fees mm-hmm. and, you know, you'll have special products or so our platform is going to be the best, right? Yeah. And it's really determining what is it you really want to be right. good at Focus and there. then focusing there yeah. and then the rest will kind of come together. Yep. Right. Yep. So, you know, no, that's good. It's, it's excellent advice. So when I think about, you know, people trying to trying to to start new businesses right now, my my one advice, my couple of advices would be <laughs> my few advices would be just start. Just start. Right. Put don't one foot in front of the other. <laughs> don't be too too worried about making it perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Like just keep building and that'll come. And, you know, don't don't let the naysayers keep you back. <laughs> right, right. And actually, and and don't let them keep you back. And use what they say to fuel you. Yeah. You know, use what they say to help you uh, be even more productive in in your quest for success. Mm-hmm. Let them, you know, use that use that as fuel. So something you know a lot about, I would say, is managing people. Right. Like we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about managing people yeah. and and company culture and things of that nature. Yeah. When I think about uh, another major component of someone starting a business is like building the right pieces around you. Yeah. Right. Like and finding the right people. And very often, like we're not going to just say, "Oh, let me go find four co-founders." Yeah. Right. Like that's not usually how it works. Yeah. But understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are, and then saying, "Hey, I know I'm not the best at this. Let me find someone. Yeah. That is really good at this. Yeah. And like meshing those two together is super, super impactful we're yeah. really trying to get 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 it going yeah that's true and you know it's interesting because i can apply that to just i haven't been in the entrepreneurial space as as much and as long as i i'd like to there are a number of things that i want to do um that i haven't been able to accomplish yet but just from an employer to an employee perspective when i've worked a number of projects and had a number of contracts that had you know, a task lead, a task manager, different levels of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever we would get a contract with the various firms that I worked with, if we were successful in getting a contract and uh, we had a program manager, the program manager's job is to staff it and to get the right people. And so one thing that made me successful as a consultant was I was always uh, there when, you know, the contract was let, someone would call me up and say, Kenise, I'd love you to support us in this because you have these skills, these qualifications. They might suck in the management part, they might suck in the budget parts, and there are different places that they weren't good at, but they would call me to to fill in some of those gaps. I've always done the same thing too. If If I'm running a project and I'm running a team, I think about, what else do I need? How do I need other people to, to be, you know, kind of around me to, to support me and fill in some of those areas that I might not be so good at? But before you can even do that, you have to recognize your flaws. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to recognize you have to look, that you're not good. You have good to look in the mirror at certain and have an honest conversation right. with yourself. Yep. Yeah. Look in the mirror and say, I'm not that good at this. And so I think sometimes when people are thinking about starting businesses, they might get overwhelmed with, you know, the fact that they don't necessarily know how to get contracts. The learning curve. They don't, right. Like feeling like the learning curve yeah. is too steep yeah. or too high for them to, to kind of accomplish what they yeah. want. But that's why you go out and you talk to people. And sometimes people find themselves talking to their immediate family. You yeah. know, they start talking to people that they, they know, care about, love, and trust to find out if that's, if the right approach is to gravitate to some of the people that they know that are close to them to figure out if it makes sense to... My dad always told me doing business with family is bad. So, but why? Why do you say that? <laughs> why do you say that? Because I, I think there's some truth to that well, for sure. But why does he think that? So... It's a slippery slope, I would say, and this is this yeah. is more. I can't remember <laughs> all the conversations because you know I was much younger when right. used to say this all the time. But you know, I think I think one of the one of the difficult components is, or people who don't who haven't been in business with family or close friends, very often you think, oh no, nah, it should be good because you can have very genuine and honest conversations. Right. But that's usually that's actually opposite. Yeah. Right. Like when yeah. you're when you're in business with family and really close friends, like you tend to like yeah, you may have really honest conversations but at the same time you also begin to kind of coddle one another in a right, way. Right, right. And I think, you know, in business, in any kind of business, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, 
accountability is key. Yeah. Accountability is extremely important. Your accountability to your staff and your employees, your accountability to your business partners, your accountability to your customer base or whomever it might be. And sometimes it's a, it's a slippery slope when you're working with family who could be like, hey, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do that, but you know I have this going on. You know I have to pick up the kids. And you know I have to do exactly. this. And you know I have these financial yeah. obligations. And that's where it gets sticky because really when you think about it in business, you know, like I said, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, or not you you don't you necessarily need to get too personal with people yeah. in order to get the job done. So what people do in their personal lives, it might not be your business, right? You know, when they have to... And those lines start to get blurred. They do they when you're blurred. dealing with family. The lines get blurred. And you do, that, that happens more so, you know, often than not when you're dealing with family because you already know what some of the situations are. Right. Sometimes those can be taken advantage of and sometimes it just, it just becomes a little sticky. But on the flip side of that, you may find that in starting out a business, you might need the help of people that you might not necessarily have to pay and yeah. and support in the same way that you would have to do strangers. You know, strangers want they want a certain amount of money, they want benefits, they want all these different things. And in starting, but that's out, not too bad though, because if you have some, if that, the, those expectations are there, and you're having those conversations on the onset, then it makes it a lot easier that's versus great when, working with family yeah. and then y'all haven't talked about percentages. Like, you, right. it's your so, idea, you started it, you don't really want. I agree. They have. But the, having the conversation signing versus, the paper feels a little weird. Right. You know, like, I agree with you, but having the conversation versus having the means to provide that. So, yeah, we can have the conversation about benefits and salary and do that on, at the onset. Mm -hmm. But if we're just start, if you're just starting a business, you might not have that. You yeah. may not have the money or the uh, infrastructure to, to do the things that you want to do. So right now it's just talk. You know, so you don't have anything to really back it up necessarily. But, you know, if you are, when you're dealing with family... You may be able to bypass some of those things, and there's a good and the bad in that. But you might be able to bypass some of those conversations to get to the, you know, get to work. But I think it's important to keep in mind that you could frame it so that your family is helping you out on a temporary basis. Yeah. Like that probably is the right conversation to have up front. You know, this, you know, I'm it trying to do down, this business. To, it comes I, down to transparency. Like yeah. when you're starting a business, you have to be transparent yeah. from the beginning, and that goes back to the integrity piece. Because if you're transparent from the beginning, like hey. I just need some help, like right. or you right. know, like. This is for the a short ideas. duration yeah, of time. I'm, I'm trying to run this this idea past yeah. you, or do you mind brainstorming with me and not making someone feel having like oh, all of a sudden clear. like we're yeah. partners, like but it's like right. no, I'm just yeah having those expectations clear you know? and being transparent, like you said, I think is key. It's having it's having tough conversations. I yeah, mean, that's one of the that's probably one of the harder parts about yeah. you know starting but like a you business said, if you with do family it up front, and friends. It makes it a lot easier so that there's no guesswork yeah. later on where everybody kind of understands where they stand in this business. And then also understanding like there's resources, you know, at your disposal online, you know, to, to kind of get that same type of support and help. Right. That's true. That's true. And if you look into like accelerator spaces and incubators and things like that, you begin to find people with like like minds yeah. that are also trying to be entrepreneurial, you know, where there is a blend. And a lot of those resources are free. Yeah. So I know in, in a, another um, episode that we had, we talked about, you know, the, the different uh, sets of money that's available now because of COVID-19 that businesses receive. There are a lot of free resources for rising entrepreneurs and people that are in business and struggling a little bit now because of the pandemic and other things. All you have, to, I mean, it, the, I mean, score that that's one example off the top of my head um, that you can just Google and and get a mentor to kind of help you um, support whatever your business needs and goals are. But there are a number of avenues um, like that that are free. Yeah. So um, so one of the impediments I know that people have sometimes. And you can also apply to, to like fellowships. Yeah. You know, and. So don't let the money part stop you in getting help because there are free resources where if you don't have your immediate friends and your immediate circle to ask those questions about establishing your business and the, the things that you don't know how to navigate well, there are free resources out there for you. So Google them and find them and start talking to mentors and, and getting um, support in that way so that the, the financial part is not an impediment for you. So, you think that's that's a lot of people's biggest impediment is the financial piece? I think some of it, I, you know but what? But I would say that's but, probably, but again, mentally. I, I was just going to say, that's like it's, another it's not the reality barrier. part. So, yeah. so it's not, it's not uh, the financial piece in you know in in reality it's more i think it's gonna cost this i don't have the money to do that 
my bank account looks, you know, light. How am I going to fund X, Y, and Z? It's asking yourself those questions and having that data in your head, but not actually seeing what that looks like by having the conversations that you need. Yeah. So I think some of it is lack of information and it's, it's uh, you know, kind of bogging yourself down with that rhetoric that you have in your head that doesn't move you forward to, to and that's, action. That's, you know, I haven't heard a lot of people say this, but I would say that you have to create a failure point. Yeah. If you create a failure point and say, I'm going to give it this much effort for this number of days yeah. or weeks, or I'm going to work on this until I get this many no's or until right, right. I, I spend this much. Like if you can create like, this is the point of failure for me. Right. Like and work backwards. Then I feel like a lot of people would be more successful yeah. with starting businesses. Because if you know, like at what point you're, you're out, Rather than yeah. just going and tripping up along the way and wanting to stop, then those are two different those are two different dynamics. That yeah, a lot of people I think don't. that's an excellent point. I think it's it's really about failing forward. You have a plan. You you decide how long you want to execute that plan of success, but you know that you might have impediments along the way as you fail or as those things are flawed. You you fall. You pick yourself back up. You give yourself the the next couple of months to yeah. re- refine it. And you you give you. I mean, I think the you have to plan around your success. And in planning around your success, you're going to hit some impediments. You're going, you're going to fail in some instances in, you know, what you thought your product might be or how, you know, your customer base might receive it and things like that. But that failure just translates to refinement. And you do that for a period of time until you, you figure out when it's time to, you know, And one thing people always over. say, one thing I've, I've heard a lot is uh, falling forward. Yeah. Right. And ensuring like regardless of where you are in the process like making sure that you fall forward in, in a sense that when you do fail like you've learned still all of these things and you're taking that yes and you're applying it to whatever you're doing next yeah right but it comes again it comes back down to just not being fearful getting yeah. started and then falling forward if you if you're gonna fall yep agreed <laughs> agreed you just have to you have to make a start i think that's the thing like don't Keep, don't continue to sit on your couch thinking about what the next thing is that you want to do. Yeah, you got to start. You got to start it. You yeah, got to start it for start. sure. And I guess one of the one of the 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 keys to that is also like the art of the pivot. Yeah. Right. And understanding how you know when you do get stuck in one place, like how do you now maneuver and, and adjust and shift. your model or yeah. what you're doing so that you are still successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, very often a lot of people don't know how to do that. Yeah, and I think that translates to um, not just in entrepreneurship, but just in, in current career fields now. I encounter a number of students, um, especially at the undergraduate level. A lot of, um, I think I'm, you know this, that um, a lot of the students that I have have been in the military or former military, and they have these awesome skills, and they may have been in, in health IT, or they may have been involved in some other kind of emergency response work, and they say, well, I want a cybersecurity degree, but I don't want to start at the ground floor. What do I do? And so I always say, you know, cybersecurity is not just about information technology. It's about being able to secure across industries. Mm-hmm. So if you've worked in health or you've worked in emergency response or you've worked in finance, they all need cybersecurity, too. Mm-hmm. How do you take pieces of what you have already and translate that into a career for you so that you're not necessarily starting at the ground floor. Sometimes you might have to take a junior level or entry level job to get that start depending on the experience that you have and how you're able to translate that into the next field. But I think it's important for anyone that wants to do a career change or a career shift to think about what they already know and think about what they already have and how to refine that or how to look at that, how that translates to another career field so that you don't necessarily have to start. Yeah, you have to you have forward. to leverage where you are to to move forward, right? Yeah. Like how do you leverage X to get the Y? <laughs> yeah. Right. I have a I have I have a friend that is starting a, a new company and he identified, you know, one of the dopest companies in the game that 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 essentially does similar things to what he wants to do. And he's like, you know, while I built this, I'll go work there for free. He was right. like, you know, I'll go right. intern there and this is a guy yep. This is a guy that went to war in, you know, super successful career. Right. Now he's, you know, starting something. He wants to go on, on his own. He's like, you know what? While I build this, 
I'll also probably, I'm also going to try to intern there so I can learn, I can leverage their network, yeah. I can see what they're doing, and I can apply that same knowledge, you know, with what I'm doing now. Right. And so it's thinking about now, obviously, he has more of the means to kind of right. make that happen. Yeah. But it's a similar scenario. Yeah. You know, uh, another situation, I, I know a lot of recent college grads, you know, there's no job market. We're going to keep saying there's no right. job market, right? Right. And right. a lot of them are now finding themselves in a position where they don't, the, the options that are available aren't in the career field that they right. want, right? And, you know, what I told one, one, um, one young lady that, that asked me for advice is, how can you get a job now that's available and use those skills that you will, you will learn in that job to then make a maneuver right. in two years when the market's back, yep. right? Because you're, you're 22, you're 21, right? Like, yeah. you have time, but if being employed is the most important thing to you right now and, and making money then let's get you a job somewhere that, you know, they can allow you to take care of your family. They can right. allow you to move out. They can and can still give you skills and then apply that later, you know, to somewhere else. And yeah. if, you, if you go into the right field right now, you can be light years ahead of, you know, starting wherever you were. Right? Like she wants to go into uh, social impact and, yeah. and work at a nonprofit. And, you know, nonprofits aren't really hiring right now. Like, right. like right. out of it, a lot yeah, of she's hiring. I mean, that's, nonprofits aren't hiring, right? But I'm like, you know, there's a lot of firms that are hiring, right? You know, in like financial services, in in tech, right? Yep. And so like, just because Facebook has a comms department, Facebook has a CSR department, yep. right? Like, so how can we yep. look at some of these industries that you didn't necessarily think about and get you a job that is similar in right. scope to what you want to do later? Let's start you there. And then we can adjust later when yeah. something becomes available. And I've told I've told people the same thing about the government. So I know, you know, uh, I've talked to a number of people, you know, in, in that have graduated um, undergrad and grad degrees, and they're like, I don't want to work for the government. You know, I want this kind of job. Well, that kind of job is not available to you right now. But guess what? The government has a wonderful program called Pathways. It is for recent grads. You know, that is an opportunity for you to get a job. And I think we just have to think bigger. You yeah. know, we have to think bigger. So how about now you might be working for an organization that has 90,000 employees that is, you know, providing services uh, across the country. Those are the kinds of things that you want to be able to say when you go for that job that you really want. Yeah. I was able to provide services for a multitude of people, divisions, uh, disciplines, and, and, and X, Y, and Z, there's, you know, there's so much more that you'll be able to do in having this job that gives you a step, you know, that gives you a step in the right direction. It's all about, it's and all being, about able being able to get that. It is, to and, take it's, a step. and it's like being, you have to put it in perspective, yeah. you know, you, because I think one of the most important things, like you, you said, your friend was able to uh, volunteer, like you said, a lot of people don't have the means to do that. Yeah. You know, I know even for me, like there were a number of things that I wanted to do. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, when I, when I finished school, I wanted to do all kinds of things, but I had a son and I needed to, I needed a job that was paying. I needed a yeah. paying gig. I could not go and volunteer someplace and not have, uh, money to support us. Um, but so I thought I had to think about it like, well, where can I do a little bit of both? Where can I enhance my experiences and make money and meet people and, you know, broad my network and, and all, you know, kinds of things like that. And so that's how I started working for the government. And when I was working for the government initially, I was working in human resources. Halfway through. I know you were so young. <laughs> These are stories that you don't even know about. So when I first started working for the government, it's interesting. I'll give you my, my quick story. I started working um, the first summer I was working in the legal department as mm -hmm. an intern for um, lawyers. After that, I moved into human resources. So I was working in personnel. So I was the face of personnel. So when you apply for a job, you would see me. I'd stamp your job application. I'd give you hope for when you might be able to get hired for that job and some more information about that. And I can route you to your benefit specialist. After doing that for about a year or two, I started doing some a little bit of IT things and, and, and uh, pulling up kind information-ish like for some of the personnel systems, which I, I, I found a real interest in. At the time... My major was elementary education. I shifted my major to IT. Yeah, see, you don't even know all this. I was an elementary, elementary. education uh, major. I shifted to IT, computer information systems, mm -hmm. because I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. I initially wanted to do that. And then um, from there, I was like, wow, how am I going to... How am I going to get into an IT field when I have this personnel experience? Like, how do I translate that in a way that people will understand that I have some IT experience too? So I started using some of the things that I knew about the systems, the personnel systems, 
because I was able to say, wait, I work in personnel, but I also have IT experiences. And then I moved to the IT department during my internship. And from there, I was able to catapult to, into consulting and working in cybersecurity and so forth. But I had to kind of, you have to think it through. Yeah. You really have to be intentional about thinking it through. Because what I hear from, from people a lot is, I want to make a career shift and I don't know what to do. I'm like, you, okay. <laughs> so, so all right, so, 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 so I say, well, what do you do now? And so then they tell me, well, I do this kind of job, but it's not IT. But wait a minute. You just said you provide these services. You just said you have to use a system to mm -hmm. do X, Y, and Z. So let's break that apart and yeah. figure out what in there is IT-ish because that's how you start customizing your approach for selling yourself. And what can you learn on your own, right? If, right especially right. in like IT, yeah. there's so many yeah. tutorials, YouTube videos, yes. like yes. there's online yes. certifications yes. you can get for free. There's yes. a bunch, like it's- It, it is, so you have, you have all to think those outside. You have to you think do. outside you of the box. You like do. you have to think outside of the box. So you, you, I think, yeah, they. I think people have this defeatist attitude where they're like, I can't get a job in this field that I want to, to move to. But you haven't sold what you already know yeah. that gives someone insight on whether or not they would want to hire you. Because you're right. Nobody wants to hire anybody who doesn't have any skills. Yeah. So my answer to them is, you're right. I see why you're not getting hired because you don't have any skills. Because you're saying that you don't. You know, if we think about what you actually know and what you've been able to do before now, there's some things in there that lends itself yeah, to that job. Yeah. So let's, let's figure out how to do that. And it, com it comes down to alignment, right? Yeah. And that that goes back to taking a hard look in the, the mirror, like centering yourself, understanding what skills you yeah. have. And yeah. then also, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but asking people around you, like yeah. what skills you have and yeah. going from there. Because once you understand the skills you have, what you've learned and what skills you need to get to yeah. that place you want next, that allows you to think outside the box, reframe your approach and kind of come up with a strategy so that you can attain some of those skills yeah and or maneuver in a way that kind of gets you back there yeah so yeah you know ultimately ultimately people just need to like people it, it also comes down to like having a positive act like you gotta you do. your mindset like is so very much more than your mindset you is very you are. important like, yeah yeah it's really about like you said your mind like you are you know you you have so much more it takes a lot to be able to get up every day and to do a certain job and, and provide certain functions. You have to really think about what your value is to your current company yeah. and how you can translate that to that next career field you, but, that but you want. I think, I think a, lot, well, a lot of people don't have jobs right now. Yeah, so for the people so, that don't have that, you mean that have never worked? Yeah. I mean, because I know there's a lot of people that are, um, that are coming out of school that have some... Um, they may not have done internships, but they have, you know, some competencies from school. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you have that. That's that's a set. And then you have, you know, folks that haven't worked at all that that may need to start at those entry level positions that don't require that require minimal skills and things like that. But for for the, the college educated and the ones that are coming out with with degrees right now and don't see the job market um, in a way that translates to what they you know wanted to to move from their degree into their career field into. You have to you, you have to think about it differently. You, like you said, you might have to 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 take a different type of job to get to that endpoint. You know, like I said, the government has a wonderful program for um, not even just degree seeking students, but students that have actually attained their degrees. Within two years, you can work in the Pathways program. You can start in different areas and different functions and move from there and gain some competencies that gives you what you need to maybe move back into that career of choice that you had yeah. when you graduated. So I think we just have to think about it differently and, um, and talk to people that um, are where we want to be and may have some insights. I think, you, like you said, you talk, talk to everybody around you. Talk to your family members. Um, talk to you know some of these free groups and resources. I Google is your friend. Like I'd be googling away to try to figure out what kinds of things are out there now. Because oh by the way, a lot of new programs have actually started yeah. because of COVID nineteen. And that's going to continue to happen. You know, especially yeah. as as we look at like the SBA really trying to yeah. So just to, just because you looked last month and you looked for a particular type of program, that doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's not yes yeah, exactly not there. exactly because and, new programs and also are understanding up every like, day. Get on the phone and call people. Yeah. Like, yeah. call and ask. Yeah. Call SBA. Yep. Like, yep. a lot of these government agencies Those have, numbers are posted. Have, yeah, they have, They're publicly they have available. resources. Call yeah. people in the field that you want to yep. work in yep. and start asking. 
Yeah, absolutely. Know? I'm going to keep saying it. Closed mouths don't get fed. You have to make a start. You have to start someplace. And it comes down to, and then ultimately I would say leveraging the network you have. Yeah. Right? Like that. that's really what it comes down yes. to. Like how can you use the network you have to extrapolate what you need from it right it's interesting now too because you know i totally believe in networking and um you know it's if 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 i hadn't had a great network i wouldn't be where i am today but one of the things that's been really interesting i know you know most people are familiar with i think everybody's pretty familiar with linkedin as a business platform a social media business platform but it's been interesting i've had more people reaching out to me now to network than ever before just because of COVID, like during this it has this to be time? because of COVID. because people are i think so a number of things a number of different things i think are happening one people are home and they have the you know they have a different um environment in which to think so they're like oh, i'm thinking about something different let me connect with with people so they've been seeking people out in in different um in disciplines that are si- similar to what they're interested mm-hmm. in so they're looking for cybersecurity people or they're looking for it people but also businesses have been contacting me wanting to hey we want to pick your brain about we saw that you used to work for irs we want to pick your brain about irs services or we saw that you've done this so, in the so past. you're so literally people just hitting you up to they just are just of... just blindly reaching out to me on so many different fronts. are you talking to them some of them i have been some of them i'm like what's in it for me like i need to <laughs> yeah. we have to think about this as a bi-directional need i am not going to feed someone else's interest if i'm not getting something from it are so you, are you charging well, I haven't really, I haven't really explored oh, it too much it. yet. I haven't explored it too much but, yet, but I but, I, but I will. I haven't explored too many of the businesses yet, but for the individuals, and I'll um, put, you know, uh, I'll highlight one of um, uh, the students I had that I thought this was really interesting. So, someone emailed me several months ago and said, just on LinkedIn. I mean, that emailed me, sent me a, a private message on LinkedIn and said. Hey, I saw your profile. My name is so-and-so. I'm a rising student. I'm interested in connecting with you because your profile looks like, like, this is impressive to me. I just want to get to know you and and find out about your career. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. (laughs) Okay. So I I responded and we, you know, had a a couple of uh, chats where he just asked for advice. I'm thinking about this time for certification. Do you you recommend this? I'm thinking about going this path. Do you recommend this? And um, he asked me some questions about his graduate degree. Like, where should I go? I'm trying to, you know, I'm thinking about what I should pursue. He's in my class. So, you know, he, he said, you know what? I'm getting the information that I need so I can figure out where I should go to school, so I can figure out what I should do to enhance my academic, you know, base and my career. And this person seems like they might know what they're talking about, so let me ask away. Just blindly did it, and I helped him. Because why not? Yeah, and it's the same approach that that students should be taking when, you know, when they're first trying to find a job. You know, like, there's nothing more powerful, you know, at least in my mind, when, when you're trying to get your first job out of college than doing informational interviews. Like, yeah. I used to do informational interviews all yes, the time. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. All the time, yes, right? You did. And so, did. like, that's that same concept. Yes. I mean, you probably wouldn't call that in like, you wouldn't call it, it that is, in like it's the, very, it's, it's but it's the same similar. thing. Yeah. I don't know if you would call it that like in I the professional so. world now. Like, is I it considered so. an information yes, interview? it still is. Well, then that's is. what people need to do. Yep. <laughs> like, it's, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think one, people, people don't think about that. Yeah. They don't think about um, talking to someone for their own good and their purposes and getting insights from people and how that might help them you know, in their career or in, in school or whatever it is that they want to do. But it's, it's so interesting that people that are successful oftentimes would love to give back and give you information. Yeah. They love to talk about themselves. Especially they love to talk young. about their, yeah, their career path. They, I mean, they, I, I think, you know, it's, it's almost commonplace. They have no problems with doing it for the most part. The, the challenge for them is finding the time. But, um, but, you know, I found so many times that people have reached out to me, you know, I might have been swamped with, I don't know how many different things going on, but I take the time, even if it's to respond back the email or chat or to set up a quick call. I've done this several times and I know I'm not the only person that does it because like you said, you went on so many information interviews and a lot of those people were people that I knew. I said, yeah. Hey, my son is getting ready to graduate. He wants to know about this. They all made time. And so people will make time. If you reach out to them, you know, I, I think it's, it's like you said, a closed mouth doesn't get fed, but you have to be bold. You have to be brave. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? You'll hear no. Then you go to the next yeah. person. And if you're, if you're smart about networking on LinkedIn, you know, you're connecting with people that um, have information or have something that you want. Maybe it's, 
you want um, just a connection to find out more about the the business that they're in. Maybe it's like in the gentleman that I mentioned. It's, he knew you, I was an instructor, so he said I want to be in her class you know at some it point. It's it's like taking that first that that new rapper approach. Yeah. You know, when when the artist first comes out, you you'll see them you know, on the street handing out CDs, right, handing out right, CDs, right, handing out CDs, right? right? Yeah. And you know, I've seen videos, even like Gary Vee has said it, where he's like, you know, you need to be DM, DMing people every day, right? Like all day, messaging people. Yep. So, if, especially if you're not employed, right? Like hit people up, like set yes. a goal for yourself. I'm going to contact 20 people a day. A day. Yep. And yep. like and do it and just do it and just do it and just do and it and just do it and just do and it because the more people you talk to. That'll help you, even if you don't get, even if someone doesn't tell you the clarity you need, like, it'll, you'll, having those conversations will allow you to get there. Yeah. Right? Like, I've, it'll help you. You know, I've, I've thought a lot about, you know, starting new companies and different things I want to do. And as of recent, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, about, like, different, you know, the way the market is, yeah. the way the economy is, and, and ways to kind of leverage what's going on to, to create something that's amazing. And yep. it comes, it, like, everyone hasn't given me, you know, the best advice, but, you know, what I, <laughs> what I will get is, I shouldn't do that. Right. Right? I shouldn't do that. Right. I shouldn't do that, right? Yep. And yep. even learning even learning from that perspective, saying, mm, that's it's not something, you cross it out your you. list. Yep, yep. Right? And yep. so, you know, you really just got to get out there. You got to put yourself out there. Yep. And the best place to start is your network. Yeah. Friends, family, if you're in a position where... You know, you don't think your your family members or your immediate family members, you know, ha- gives you the access you need yeah. to like talk to people in the industry. Then hit random people up, right? right? Like look at look at like the, they do me on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. Look people <laughs> up on LinkedIn. Yep. Look at look at agencies and companies that you know do something similar to what you're thinking about, and just start pinging people. Yep, send emails. Start pinging people. The Make worst phone that, calls. the worst is other than. Maybe getting cursed out, but nobody's gonna just curse you off. They're not gonna just do that. But they probably just won't respond. Right. Which isn't that. Yep, they won't respond. You don't know, or yeah. That's that's the worst that could happen. And then you move on to the next person. But it's it's so necessary to put yourself out there. And it's so necessary to just start taking one step at a time and putting putting one foot forward. Yeah. Because until you start, you'll never know how to finish. Yeah. You don't know you won't know how far you'll be able to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great time to increase your network and, and, and reach out to people that are doing something that you, you're interested in. It's it's a great time for it. So if if someone is trying to, let's say someone isn't employed, right? Like to keep, to stay with the, the same. Bug. Yeah, the bug. The net. A little something. I don't know. If I saw it. It was, taking my, it was taking my eye. But let's say somebody, you know, doesn't have, a large network or isn't getting, you know, the success they need from, from, from talking to people. Yeah. You know what else you got? You got YouTube videos. You do. You got books. You do. You do. <laughs> you know? I mean, I think, you know, some people are really big into the whole video uh, world of YouTube. You've never been a video person. I've never been a video person. I'm still so old school. Give me a book. I'll read a book. I'll read a book in an hour. I'll read a book in a day. I'll get it done. And I'll have so much information to go from there. But some people, you know, these 5, 10, 15 minute videos, they serve the purpose that, you know, where people can learn something really fast and, and apply it. Give me an old school book any day. I'll read a book and, and figure it out from there. So, but, but the point is, you have books, you have uh, videos, you have quick ebooks. So you don't even have to read a, you know, 150, 200 uh, it's page a, book. It's a, what's it called? Maybe Blinks? Blink? I don't know Blinks. that one. I think it's Blinks or something like that. I don't know that But one. it's essentially uh, a, a platform that sums up books for you. Ah! It's almost like a, it's almost like I a didn't, I haven't heard cliff of that notes, one. but it essentially gives you the, like, the major points or the major takeaways oh, from a book. I haven't and, heard of that one. And, you know, someone told me about, a mentor of mine told me about it. He was like, yeah. I go through books, you know, like this now because I just get this app and <laughs> I read through it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I got that, I got that, I got that. I take my notes and I keep it moving. Ah, you know, so I've a lot of so people who one. don't have time can do that. Yeah. You know what I haven't done? I have not started. I still have yet to listen to one audiobook ever. <laughs> like, oh, I know you listen so to audio books. Let me tell you, I so I, just, I don't I don't listen to them casually in the house, but audiobooks are so wonderful for long drives. So whenever I would go to football games and places where you know I might be visiting you or especially for games some of those you know longer you know three hour games or so so far away um I would listen to audio I love audiobooks they're so awesome I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm an avid 
multitasker. So if I would have put on the audio book, I would be doing something else and I would yeah. be missing key points. So I gotta yeah. I have to read it myself. Yeah, yeah. I have to read it myself. Yeah, I get that, but it's it's kinda like the podcast concept. You're yeah. gonna have some people that'll be listening while they're doing other stuff and some people that will sit and view it. And it, so. so it comes down to just knowing what like what you need what you need yeah. what, how what works you, best for you. How you consume information yeah. the best. Yeah. I don't want a video. <laughs> so if I need some instruction I, I don't on something, to, I'll read a book. And I don't want to listen to people so, talk to me. So I yeah. prefer to watch like a motivational video. Yeah. To like but get think, my to get my wheels churning a little bit. Well, you have that. I mean, it's, it, there's so much. There's so much out here. And I think you have to figure out which way you consume information. How do you need it to quickly get you propelled into your start and one one key thing that that people don't realize it's important to keep in touch with people that are in your life and in your network that's one thing my dad used to always tell me it's so and would get so important. upset with me like man you should be hitting people i have told up. you that very uh, same thing too he's probably said like, it more than me but i'm like yeah i got I, I know a lot of people <laughs> like, you gotta do it though you you have to do it i have i still have contacts from every last job i've had do you still, so do you put them in like do you have like lists? Nope. So it's not I, that serious. I don't have it formalized it's at not all. That, it's not I just that keep it on my mind. But if you're, but if you are, you know, keeping up with your network and kind of ensuring that you know you stay close to people, even if it's just checking in, like, hey, want to see how you're doing, or hey, yeah, and, and that's and, what I do. And you know what? Right now is a perfect time to check on people because you have an excuse. Right, hey, and I think I, know, I mean I know I, people are getting sick from COVID. I just want to check on you. How right. are you and your family? There you go. And see, I'm Easy. not I'm not as organized with it, but you know, with our cell phones and all these smart devices, you have ways to put people in groups. So you can just you can have your group by your prior mentors or your group by a particular job you had. You can you know do your con- arrange your contacts however you need to if you need to be that organized. For me, I just I just think about people. You know, I think about you know who I haven't talked to and. You know, I actually just, um, from one of my jobs when I worked at Health and Human Services, I left there in 2014. Um, someone I met when I started working there in 2010, I think it was, I hit her up the other day. She was just like, oh my goodness, Kenise. And I was like, I just, I just like you just said, I was thinking about you, wanted to see how you were doing, come to find out she's about to start a business. I started telling her about my business ideas. We just had a whole wonderful conversation she said oh by the way if you're working on your website i know wordpress do you need some help boom but i'm just saying boom and we've been talking about we that. have been talking, been talking about, about that, that. she's like, like i'm not you know i'm not a pro but i can help you out if you tell me some things that you need just random as part of the conversation but that's why you keep and, in touch with people yeah you never and, know what people are in. doing and 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 especially if you are, you know, you're a mover and shaker out here. You, you know, you're trying to figure out your next job. You're trying to figure out your next business. You want people to, you want to stay on people's minds. Yeah. You want people to be thinking about, oh, well, what's Daniel doing? Like, I remember he was doing X, Y, and Z. Like, and as they, as they navigate and do things on their own, they'll be like, oh, there's something that can help. Yep. Let me call person, him yeah. or let me send this, you know. So yeah, I have a lot of people in my life that I stay connected to like that. I always have, though. But that's just something I just... I think that was just something in me that I just always wanted to do because, you know, um, I feel like I'm more of a, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I'm kind of behind the scenes, you know, sometimes and I want to connect with people in that way. But then I have my, my extrovert side where I have to be in, in front of people at, you know, points at, at work. But when I'm home and I'm in my quiet space, that's when I have my time to think, who have I not talked to? Who do I need to connect with? Who do I want to talk to and, and let people know about what I'm doing and I want to hear about what they're doing. It gives me space and time to do that. I guess for me, I've just always, I've, in a way, I've felt like it doesn't, it doesn't feel as genuine. So like, what would you say to people who don't feel like it doesn't, it doesn't feel genuine if they're like, reach, if they're reaching, if I'm reaching out to someone and I know the intent behind me reaching out, like me checking up on you, but like I know, you know, I'm going to end up as for something or I, I need it. something. I can tell you because I have people have done it to me. So one of the worst things I think is when you reach out to somebody and you're like, how are you? How's your family? How's your kids? How's your life? Oh, by the way, what I really want to know is I've had people do that to me and I'm like, I knew you wanted something. Ask me up front. Yeah, it's okay. I was going to say that. I asked first. first. I asked first. Go I forward. Just, don't, I feel don't weird. do that. Don't I feel do that. weird like playing, no, no, no. playing around don't, like, oh, let me. Don't do it. How you doing? Don't do it. <laughs> Ask them what you want. Yeah. 
Hey, haven't talked to you in a while. I wanted to discuss blah, blah, blah with you. Hey, and then if you want to ask about the kids and the dog and their lives afterwards, you can do that if you want. But ask them up front. Don't do, don't play those games of, I can't stand when people do that. <laughs> I can't stand when they do that. When they I do, I'm, I'm glad, like, I'm, glad what I'm sitting there, I don't do that either. I'm texting back, mm, you're not about to get anything out of me. You need to come with what you want. So I'll help them. What is it that you wanted? Yeah, but I would also say I would also say you're, you're you're probably unique in that in that way. I feel like other people. I spot it from the beginning. I feel like other people will respond. Like most people that are nice will respond. Oh, so I'm not nice. <laughs> that's not what that's not what I'm saying. No, what I said. No, most but here's the thing. Nice. The thing is, I feel like I feel like for me, like you know, I'll be 43. In next month like I'm not gonna keep playing games with you I need to help you I feel like this is an opportunity for me to coach you through how you how you get what you want you're not gonna suck up 10 minutes of my time asking me about my son and my life and this and that when I know you don't care tell me what it is that you want so we can get to it because if I have it I'm gonna give it to you and I'll help you with it or I'm not yeah so sure. I so I feel like it's it's almost like it's a coachable moment for people too so I'm not rude in it. I'm not so, mean so in it. So do you but tell them that? Yeah. So I, what I'll do is like when someone starts out with, hey, how are you? And, you know, a lot of that. And I know they don't really care. Or I'm not even going to make it that harsh to say they don't care. I know that they're doing that because the whatever the it is, is uncomfortable to get to. Mm -hmm. Then I'll say, I'll just go, I'm good. I hope you are too. So how can I help you? And see, my thing is, so if I'm like emailing or, or connecting someone connecting with someone like through like some type of messaging platform then i'll be like hey how you doing and i'll get to it but what i hate is when i'm on the phone or it's like a call <laughs> and people would start you know asking all these random questions and i'd be i'd be trying to get to it exactly i don't so want to talk I about say, i, I don't want to be time. i don't want to be checking in but, and but that's why i'm saying i think it's an opportunity for up, you to coach them like, like and i and I'm, like i said i, I mean it I also depends to, on the person i don't want to come like, across that it's you know you have to be rude or anything like that it just be like yeah you know hey good to hear from you so what's up like you feels, get right it just to, feels disingenuous you know it's like because it, it is <laughs> Because it is, <laughs> it is. Like I want you to, I want you to say what it, it is. It is. Like, it is. It's just. I want to talk about what we need I to mean, talk about. I mean, people see through it. So my 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 response to your question for the people that don't know how to navigate some of that interpersonal conversation, you have to do what comes natural to you, and it's it's okay to be like, "Good morning." I'm I'm writing you to ask you X, or I'm writing you because of this reason, and then really just get to it. You know, people will respect that. I don't think pe I don't. I think most people will respond in, in a way that either answers the question directly, and even if they feel like, "Dang, I, they ain't asked me all weekend," <laughs> they might not. So They'll it, get over it. So actually, They'll get over this, that. Is, this is an example of, of something that happened to me literally this week. So we're um, we're working on getting new board members, you know, for for my nonprofit, and it's this one guy that I went to high school with. He was probably about mm, a couple years older than me. But he runs a super successful company here in the district, and I haven't, I haven't talked to him in, in years. And like yeah. I'm like get on his Instagram, and I like start writing like, "Hey, it's been a while." Like starting, and I was like, "I don't. Why, why, why am I saying all this?" Hey, like I, it looks like you're doing well. <laughs> like it looks like you're doing well. I'm glad you're doing well. Like why am I gonna ask you how you're doing? It looks like you, you look like you're doing well. Right. So I'm like, "Hey, right. it looks like you're doing well." Want to see if we got one of on them yep. talk about, yep. you know, how you can support my organization. And then because this is somebody that you knew a little, you know, from the past and went to school with or whatever, the rest of that will naturally come. Like, you'll be talking about business or whatever the intent was for your call, but then you'll be like, you know, remember such and such. Like, it might come out naturally or organically or it won't, but either way, it's okay. Yeah. It's just okay. Like, I feel like the people that spend too much time on the small talk part are wasting space and yeah. wasting time like get to your point get to what you want out of that person and and you know you just might get it <laughs> you just might get it yeah. so and they may appreciate you not wasting their time more. exactly like time is, time is, is of essence especially for <laughs> so successful people right you know and people that are in positions right. of a power influence or you know, are, are doing things. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, people who aren't. Yeah, no, aren't, everybody's but, time is important. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I feel about it. I feel like, regard, I don't care what level, I don't care where you are, I don't care what walk of life you're from. I am going to spend the time and, you know, just get right to it. Because I know your time is important, my time is important, we need to get right to it. So yeah. let, let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's just do that. So, oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, people, people going to figure it out. We yeah, but, out. you know, so like I said, like, the, I think the word to the wise is 
if you were struggling with what to say, uh -huh. you know, and what to, how to communicate with someone to get information that you want, just ask. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about a be lot upfront. of that. Just be, be upfront. upfront and just be ask. So. Be upfront. If you if you're upfront, then you'll get the best outcome. Yeah. And it's a and it wastes, it it saves you time. Yeah. Right. Like going through all of these it's hoops so to trying to so, you know tell so people true. going and then so you end up not getting what you want anyway. And especially if it, if it comes back down to you know what we're talking about in relation to like pivoting or like making a career shift or figuring out what's next for yourself. Like and you are actually paying a lot of people. You gotta be get to it. Right. Understand that your time is of essence too. Right. Right. Like. Yes. You need all that small talk. I, I've right. just never been a small talk person. Like, right. I, I don't really am. Yeah. Well, see, okay, so wait. I you're just, not a small talk person, but you've always been a social butterfly. I am so social. You just, you, but, so I'm saying you just kind of, you're not creating a space for small talk. Smooth, you're just kind of doing yeah, it. You know, you're just kind of, it's a part of who you are. You before, slide for, in. Make yeah, it you just kind of, you just kind of naturally do it. So to you, it's not small talk. It's just a part of the talk. Yeah. For somebody else, they're like awkwardly trying to figure out like, how do I navigate this? Don't spend the time doing that. Don't spend the time making yourself uncomfortable. You make yourself awkward and uncomfortable, makes them awkward and uncomfortable, and you haven't achieved what you wanted, which was to get some information out of them. Yeah, that's so, not that's yeah. Not that's not it. Well, on that note, that's it. I we're think done. we're good for today. Pumpkin, we're hey. out. <laughs>